Okay. Ready? Yeah. Blah, blah. We ready? We're rolling? Mm. Oh, okay. That'll be easy to find. <laughs> This is What the Flock Radio's Birds of a Feather. We are an indie music focus show rife with witty, fuck-laden, insanely interesting, and unhinged banter. And our thematic submissions, not this time, will confuse, infuse, and delight you. While our fascinating, fun features fluster, flummox, fulfill, and thrill you. Now, who am I? Well, shit, I'll tell you. I am the vocalist for the dark alt-rock band Ascent, and that's spelled A-S-N-T. And you can find us at ascent.rocks. Now, I'm going to do my little version of Who Dat, and we'll see if you can do it. And this time, I'm going to do it as if I am the person. Oh, you're the person. I, I am think now that's the person. My one attempt at Who Dat, I think I was doing I that, think too. You, I, I don't remember, but I think perhaps you did. In this case, I am in both the Canadian Music Hall of Fame and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I began smoking at age nine. It has been said that I broke the hearts of James Taylor, David Crosby, Graham Nash, Leonard Cohen, and others. I consider myself to be arrogant and detest false humility. I never played at Woodstock, but I'll bet you thought I did, and my life has been anything but blue. Oh, I, I honestly, now looking back at the hints, I was like, okay, who's that, who's that, who's that? But when you get to blue, yeah, we're talking about the lady. Uh, we were talking about her on Winging It. No, we're talking about on History Strikes Back. My uh, uh, lifelong crush of mine, Ms. Joni Mitchell. That's correct, Joni Mitchell. So little bit about her so i love it that she considers herself to be arrogant she knows that she's good at what she does and she doesn't like uh false humility it is a load of shit though it is honestly yeah. when people i mean people's like oh i'm not good well if you like your stuff uh your, your art your output and everything if you think you're talented then that's all you need you know i mean if, if any so i i get uh being arrogant is perhaps a little bit overboard but false humility is a load of crap to be honest so yeah i mean and and it depends i mean uh, you know if somebody's honestly a humble person or not in fact what was really funny is the last show that we did at bobby v's somebody came up to me and said you know i really like metal and stuff like that and I don't normally like bands like you, but you guys are fucking awesome, which was really cool. And I'm like, thank you so much. Because don't thank me. You're fucking amazing. I was like, wow. Because you know me. I'm like, thank you mm. so much. And she's like, don't thank me. You're fucking amazing. I'm like, okay. That's who I am. I'm not going to be like, well, of course we are. I don't. I, don't, I mean, I, I think Bruce is immensely talented, but you know. And I'm not seeing the disconnect here. Is, oh, well, I usually just like metal, but I like you too. And it's just like. You're plenty hard enough. Thank you. I think so. I mean, so. you're plenty metallic enough to appeal to any uh, hard rock. I, yeah. I don't know how you differentiate metal from everything else. Where they I, were there for the Dio covers and the metal for the oh, Dio tribute yeah. and the metal covers. And and, and you we, have a lot yeah. of that. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah. Bruce's fucking licks are just Seriously, so wicked. I, I mean, that's even. heavy stuff. So absolutely. So uh, yeah, but I I totally get it. And uh, who are you, sir? Well, as always, I'm Professor P. Soup, and uh, I'm not part of a band exactly, but uh, you can uh, check me out at professorpsoup.net uh, and the various platforms, as we were saying on the other show. You're a band of one. We're a band, we're, I'm, I'm an army of one. Come on. An army of one, bringing the fun. Electric, eclectic, I'm second to none. Oh, wait, did I do that one last time? I don't no. know. I don't Straight think up original, so. son. Anyway, I wasn't here to do that. Very but, nice. But, uh, you know, I... I'm a international rock legend, radiant savant, amateur wildlife photographer, and I understand about indecision. Mm -hmm. Really, I get it, and I don't. I don't personally care if I get behind. You know, mm. I mean, it's, it's fine, I'm fine with that. People living in competition 
All I want is to have my what, pumpkin? Cake and eat it, too. Oh, I thought you were following. I thought, uh, I guess I parsed it and such. I was wondering if you'd recognize the Boston lyric there. Oh, no. I understand about indecision, and I don't care if I get behind. <laughs> I was expecting you to jump in on the punchline. On oh, I'm but, sorry. Uh, anyway, I want to say that, uh, and I want to do my civic duty by pointing out something Uh-oh. about uh, one of the more famous cold cases out there, mm. the infamous Billie Jean issue. Uh, for the record, okay, oh. the kid is not my son either. What? The kid is not That is my not what son. I heard. I mean, so that has to help narrow things down. I mean, we've eliminated two suspects, me, Michael Jackson. So they ought to what be wrapping. like 7.9 billion more? Yeah, I mean, we ought to be wrapping that up any time. See, it would have been easier back in 1974 because it was only 4 only billion 4 people. 4 billion, right. <laughs> now, now, now we're it's, screwed. We're never going to find the kid's the father. Person, you know? Seriously. But the kid is not my son anyway, so. The kid's probably... Uh, grown up or dead anyway. So. And hey, uh, you know, I forgot to mention on the last show, we wanted to uh, to say hello to the new folks. And you see, uh, you know, when you're my age, you don't say peeps. I'm sorry. You just I don't. say peeps. I mean, unless it's Easter time, you're talking about cloying, it's close to cloying bits of sugar. That's peeps. Okay. But uh, we do. We have new listeners. <coughs> toy boat. We have new listeners <laughs> in. Hold on. <laughs> do that. <laughs> Toy boat <laughs> kills me. All right, last time we wanted to say hello to new listeners in Ireland and Mexico. But since then, Guyana, Luxembourg, New Zealand, Thailand, the Philippines, and Denmark. So, Wow, sorry. welcome everybody. All right, so welcome you leprechauns, you chupacabras, you hobbits, uh, and everybody Good else. Good thing you're not stereotyping <laughs> at all. That's really, that would be weird. I mean... You got to own the leprechaun, okay? You got to own I, the I, hobbit, okay? I mean, I, I, you know, we'll leave it up to them. <laughs> I don't actually think everybody in New Zealand is a hobbit, but I, I mean, I don't know that they're not either. So, <laughs> oh my God, Are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> okay, I'm... sounds like somebody better rescue the show. <laughs> well, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and turn it over to the Finchworthy slang moment of the show. Now, for every show. We do this. We are challenged to use the selected slang word as much as possible throughout the show, whether it makes sense or not. Our mini-winging it to get our bird juices flowing, that's what this is. And this week, it is Grinch. Grinch? Grinch was added to the dictionary in the late 60s as a way to describe a grumpy person who spoils the pleasure of others. And yes, it was coined by Dr. Seuss, courtesy of his 1957 story, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, a year after the animated version of the children's book aired in in 1966, Merriam-Webster added this common slang term to the dictionary. So wow. today we'll be using Grinch. And first of all, and, and that is, they added that to the dictionary because you know who read the story of the Grinch on the uh, the famous anima- animated special, which you no doubt have seen dozens of times, dozens, don't you? Dozens. Dozens. Who's the narrator? Uh, I can't remember. Boris Karloff. Oh, that's right. Well, the legend. He does not sing, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. That was um, oh, Thorn something. Oh, God, I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, but uh, Th- Throm, God, fuck, I can't remember. But anyway, he's the one who did Tony the Tiger. Uh, ah. yep. he, they're great. Well, he's the one who sings, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Beautiful voice, And indeed, Grinch is. is like Scrooge. It is a proper noun yep. that has been added to the lexicon by the skillful art of a Writer and uh, Dr. Seuss, good one. Getting yourself in the dictionary. That's I like right. it. So and I got to say, if any person deserves to be called a Grinch and a Scrooge, it's me. Yeah. So anyway, uh, carry on. We'll see where we can bring uh, that to bear. But you know what? 
the moral of the story is the Grinch turned that frown upside down and he was not a Grinch anymore. And I'm sure I will too eventually. (laughs) (laughs) And hey, uh, something very exciting has happened since we last uh, recorded uh, this program. You went on a journey on a a one uh, brief tour, not actually a tour, but you did a remote date in a very uh, exciting place. Tell us about it. Oh, yes. And with some notable uh, company. I would say quite notable. I would. So uh reached out to a friend of mine, Felina, uh, of Stanley Avenue fame, uh-huh. and uh, said, hey, I'm going to be in Vegas, and she's a Vegas-based artist, as is Dead Money, two of uh, our faves here. We've played them. We call them house bands. Like Leona X, another Vegas house band. Yes, yeah, yeah. and I did not reach out to Leona, should have. Can we play a show? Um, next time. And so Felina set up a show i said hey maybe we can play together she got it set up and the three of us played together and it was so cool to be there live when these two bands that i love perform live and not only are they great recorded but they're fantastic live they're great human beings um and i will say the vegas music scene is hopping there were so many people there voluntarily there to see live music and Mm -hmm. um it's one of those things you wish you could bring it with you back home because it's very different here it's not it's not hard to get people to come out to listen to music there. It's hard to get people to come out to listen to music here for a number of reasons. They'd rather be home. They, it seems like a long drive. It seems like, uh, you know, they had a long week. They just got off work, whatever. You know, kids are screaming, whatever it is. But um, these people put all that down to come to the show, and the energy was amazing. The bands were amazing. Um it was just a, a night to remember, and it's absolutely unforgettable. And hopefully when we go back someday, not too long from now, we will do that again because two fantastic bands, just a, an amazing night. And, you know, I used to torment people all the time with this on Butterflies and Hurricanes, and I'll say it here, uh, and we have many times, and I'll repeat it. You really should get up, get your nut up, get the gumption up, and go out and see live music. Don't be a fucking Grinch and sit home. Yeah. Go out, and you will be rewarded. You will be thanked. You'll be yeah. like, wow, I'm really glad I did that, you know? Absolutely. And uh, so, yeah, and especially fortunate is anyone who was out that night. Stanley Avenue, Dead Money, and Ascent. Come on, folks. That must have rocked. It was really, really a good night. Great people. Those bands are just comprised of fantastic people who love what they do. And the the person that books for that said, hey, you know, you guys can come back anytime. He was really great. So it's just, it's a very, and we got paid. What? Wait, no, I'm sorry. You got paid for playing music? We that, got that, paid when for does playing that happen? music. When does it that doesn't happen? happen. It doesn't happen. It does not happen, but we got paid uh, decent money for, for playing. All three bands got paid. Wow. And uh, just amazing. Just amazing. So I, I really wish that that culture of live music love was prevalent here it's not but hopefully we can get there so so you actually didn't pay them they paid you i know it's so weird <laughs> I'm, I'm still wrap, trying yeah. to wrap my head around i this. didn't have to beg them to Why, play you didn't yeah. beg? no i didn't you didn't it's, like you know give them money and, it's and so weird burn things on altars to I them no wow. i mean i did but yeah. they th- that wasn't part of the that deal wasn't part of it yeah. no wow so amazing so thank you to felina thank you so much again to stanley avenue and to dead money and to Goldmine Tavern in Henderson for having us. It was a great time. And thank you to all the people that were there. Such an amazing night. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing that exciting memory. And now, folks, if you'll plug your ears for a moment, I'm going to do something that's in your best interest. What? I don't know. I'm trying to plug oh, my okay. ears, too. Uh, I'll be do, do something that's in your best interest. Well, you don't have headphones on, so you don't need to. That's true. But uh, you're no doubt going to, to 
quetch and uh, bust my balls about. I'm doing what's good for the show, and I'm going to put this uh, cough drop with honey in the center of it in my mouth oh, so I can. No. Yeah, and, and it's going to make a rapper noise, and she's going to go. Okay, I'll just here we go. Wait. <laughs> See, that was barely perceptible, wasn't it? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. It'll be a better show for it, except no. this. If you if you make the mistake of chewing on these things, it kind of well, welds your and then gums you, you together. Got the clicking thing, you got that whole yeah. Yeah, there clicking. It is. They don't mind the clicking. It's rhythmic. I think they do mind the clicking. All right, right. Uh, yeah, carry on. Oh, it's, it's you. That oh, was is this it. that theme recap thing? Well, thankfully this time it doesn't call for any uh, uh, verbal linguistic uh, daring feats of daring do or anything. It's just uh, any oaf could uh, say. And the theme for this show is that we really don't have a theme. It's off theme submissions, volume one. So without trying to twist ourselves into pretzels, uh, associating a certain song with this theme, it automatically fits because there is no theme, and we're happy about that. That's right, because we got so many submissions that we're just going to play um, some songs, and then we will eventually return to themes as we always do, but for now, we're going to play what we were uh, submitted. And so it's going to be fun. I Thank you for submitting. Continue to submit. Again, I'm going to have to public service announcement really quick. Please label your tracks. Oh, Lord. My God, because it'll say what the the name, what the title of the song is. I don't have the band name. I don't have anything. So, and I will tell you, I'm very sweet because I go in and I rename it so that I have the name of the band. But if you don't do it, a lot of us aren't going to take the time. No. And I had one band, and I will not say who they are, who had the wrong social media information on their EPK. So I had to spend 20 minutes trying to find them. Because they're under a different name, and I found them, and I'd almost given up. Most people are not going to do that. So please be careful what you put on your EPK and send to people, and please label your tracks. Title of the song is, yes, important, but equally as important is the name of your band. Yeah, unless by some chance, in the middle of the song, you say, and we're so-and-so-and-so, which is very uh, very uncommon. Very rare, yeah. So I just I don't want you guys to not be played because you failed to label your tracks. Right. So... Anyway, so public service announcement, but it was really fun listening to to all of it, and I saw that I got a bunch more today, so you can look forward to the next full-length birds, also including some off-theme submissions. Right on. Now, where is the part? Something's missing between C and D here. The mm-hmm. part where I just did that laborious theme recap. Um, I did most of it. kind of exhausted me I actually me completely. did most of it. it. It appears that there's a feature coming up that I have to do that also. Yeah, here's the thing. It's the only one. I know. Say it. It's yeah, the only one. It's the only fucking one. It's the only one. You see, and, and she, there's a good reason for that. It's because she knows how absolutely shiftless I am. <laughs> In fact, I'm double shiftless, you know, okay. Preparation, I'm not real big on. I admit I might have put a few minutes thought into the uh, History Strikes Back 1974 because it is 1974 after all. Well, you know what? I just feel like you're being a little grinchy just now. I mean, I am a, I am kind of a grinch about work. I admit yeah, it. I, I, mean, I, I just, I think, again, turn that frown upside down. Let's not be grinch at the end. He, he comes around. Let's come around. Well, you see, he's, uh, I have a lot, and he's kind of like my spirit animal in a way because he hates noise the way I hate noise. Noise, noise, noise. Yeah, he see, rants on and on. But and I just apply that to work. Features. He wouldn't. He's no, no, because he doesn't mind work. No, he doesn't. Yeah, uh, he actually is pretty hardworking. Mm. I'm the one who hates work. Mm. Okay, <laughs> so, just yeah. so you know, it's I mean, pretty grinchy. I like parts where, you, where shows where we don't have to prepare much and everything. So it's like I, I have my tailors uh, double reinforce the seats in my pants so I can fly by them all the time. Wow. And uh, that's just the way the show works. But since this feature has come up and it appears to be called almost famous. Fledglings, and for this feature, we examine the jobs a now famous person 
did before they were famous. And uh, these are always interesting. We haven't done one of these in quite a while. It has been a little while, oh, hasn't see? it? What, the clicking? Yeah. You, they mm-hmm. didn't hear that. They did. <laughs> okay. Everybody heard it. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, you know, it is written, and the twain shall become one. That's uh, Twain means two, for those of you products <laughs> of the modern education system. <laughs> missing out on the glorious joys of Elizabethan English. And the twain in question is Kurt and Courtney. Oh That's my. right. I'm going to get all biblical up in here and treat these married fledglings as one, especially since I haven't got a lot of embellishment to make up about either one of them. So, Kurt Cobain, Courtney Love of the bands Nirvana and Hole, respectively. You know what? Cor- Courtney's kind of a Grinch. Well, I mean, she did a gr- pretty Grinchy thing. Okay. Not saying anything. Not saying anything. Not saying anything. All right. Well, Miss Courtney, before she moved on uh, into the world of singing, songwriting, acting, and spousal homicide, she... Oh, uh, just kidding! <laughs> it's a running joke on this oh, show. Shit. It's just a joke. Oh, I, oh shit, I broke, the, I broke the lozenge. I'm sorry. She, uh, apparently, before that, she felt she had one of four choices. Now, I'm not validating that in any way. I'm not saying that's all it was, but, mind you, but she did not want to be a drug dealer. She didn't want to steal cars. Hmm. Uh, she didn't uh, want to be a prostitute. Hmm. So she used her doll parts in another way. <laughs> She's over here going, he didn't. <laughs> As a stripper. Oh. Oh. Now i got to find the thing. Dumb fucker. I put it over here. Oh, my God. Did you just call yourself a dumb fucker? Self-deprecating. Yeah. Isn't that false humility? Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. no, I suck at this. It's true humility. <laughs> And not that it's a shock to anyone, but before Courtney Love became the lead singer of Hole, the f- and the, I swear, this is what the article says, and the famed stoned widow, <laughs> is she famous for being stoned? You see, I didn't I, know that. I don't know. Uh, widow of Nirvana frontman Kurt Cobain, she used to be a stripper. To support herself and to fund her music career, Love danced her clothes away at Jumbo's Clown Room. That's a, Uh-oh. <laughs> that's dignified. But, uh, and the Seventh Vale in Hollywood. And uh, so I told you what she thought her options were, and that's the one she picked. And she apparently seemed like an expert at it, knowing exactly how to make it in the world of stripping. Uh, Love gives her advice, saying, advice to what? If you want to be a stripper, she's advising you how to be a stripper. Okay, well, does anyone out there want to be a stripper in the audience? Well, maybe. Take it from Courtney. She says, quote, you've got to have white pumps, pink bikini, fucking hairpiece, pink lipstick, golden tan and white. And if you even try to slip a little of yourself in there, you won't make any money. You know, that's super solid advice, though, that, if you're yeah. going to be a stripper. Yeah, she's uh, she really super sound. solid. I mean, I, 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 that, I'm going to try that. You know, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna strip, I think those are key. Yeah, don't be yourself. Yeah. Mm-mm. Oh my goodness! And Kurt Cobain, what did he do? Well, and I didn't know this. Uh, she kind of shoved that whole thing in your face, but I did not know this. He was a janitor. Uh, just like his wife. It came a long time ago on one of these. Oh, see, I don't remember. It was him. so long ago, though, and it wasn't a couple thing. Oh. This is great. Uh, oh, that you know what? I vaguely, dimly, so foggily ago, remember that. Two years ago. Could be the force of suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he worked also uh, as an odd job. Well, good. I'm glad I put Courtney in there. Otherwise, uh, we wouldn't have a bit. <laughs> well, he worked his odd job to fund his pursuit for a music career, uh, as we know, before becoming the grunge rock superstar. He worked at... As a janitor, Weatherwax High School, the same high school he dropped out of. Although he didn't Perfect. seem like the neatest cleaner, it says. He, he diligently mopped floors and cleaned toilets to pay for the band's demo. I'd like to think of it. would be cool if he was like real cheerful about it and real optimistic and a real good. I mean, Mr. Slack, Mr. Grunge, Mr. Board, Mr. Apathy, Mr. Nihilist would be like. 
<laughs> or it's very grinchy. Very grinchy. Yeah. Not, but this whole, uh, uh, and description as a, is grinchy. It is. But I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm thinking the best. I'm imagining the best about <laughs> Mr. Kurt. Okay, that he was a uh, very uh, cheerful and uh, grateful employee and a conscientious one. And as a funny homage to his past as a custodian, a dancing janitor was included. And of course, the smells like Teen Spirit yes. music video, as you know. Oh yes. And uh, dead on. Honestly, Weird Al Yankovic's parody video of that uh, smells like Nirvana. There are parts where you cannot tell it from. I mean, they're not outright copying their Nirvana vid footage, but you can't tell, including the janitor. You only know you're watching the Al video when Dick Van Patten shows up. <laughs> On the bleachers, but uh, anyway, yes. Yeah, so we had a stripper, we had a janitor, and uh, we know they came went on to become legends. And uh, you know, it's a lot of these rock stars were so young when they made it that they didn't have much in the way of regular jobs, but uh, they had to have some. And now we know more, and we'll continue to bring more to you with our 150 features. We'll get around to that one probably around the time Haley's Comet comes back. So stay tuned if you want to hear more. Wow. If we had 150 features, I I think we might be on XM. I'm not sure. I'm working up to it. I'm working up to it. Well, that was amazing. I always love to hear what they did before they were famous, and that's fun. But we are up to our first song uh, by a band named Etre, E-T-R-E, and the song name is Paraloon. They're from Denmark. They're progressive metal, metalcore, and post-rock, and they must be heard to be believed.
That was Itre, or Itre, I'm not exactly sure. I was wondering, yeah. With Paralune. Wow. So, um... Neither of which word means anything to us, but... No, uh, but I'm yeah. sure it's fraught with meaning. I'm sure it is. Um, so, I was listening to the submissions, and I came across this, and I just, I had a little, like, jaw-open situation. I mean, the beginning, the build-up, the harmonies. It's like Spirit Box, the band without the growling. With a little bit of the Stephen Wilson flavor, it's it's so great. And of course, um, you know the female vocals. I really like that they are not overly complicated. They're clear. They're resonant. They're 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 perfect for this. A perfect fit because if you had, you know, the, we would kind of be going into symphonic metal if there was some sort of operatic voice, and I don't think it would work. I really like her voice in this. What are your thoughts so far? Yeah, well, as to what you last said, it reminds me very much of one of those symphonic metal bands that I like called Mute Prophet without the growling. As you said, uh, that singer, Adrian Odenthal, does the operatic trills like this without the growling, but it has a more operatic uh, feel to it. This one stays a little little lower to the ground, and that's to its advantage. It starts off with this really jagged beat, Mm -hmm. and you know, okay, this is not adult contemporary here. You know, this is... uh, uh, not yacht rock as fi- as much as that I like that this is not what that is, and this dirty ass bass comes grinding grinding in, and uh, this uh, kind of like a garbagey almost vocal. I mean, really one of those strong female vocals like uh, Shirley Manson, unless I'm way off of base on that, with strong harmonies, and then the keys come in, and it has this kind of '80s club menace feel to it a little bit, a little bit dangerous, but then with a jolt, it gets much harder. And keeps the tension high for like a really long time. And then uh, it turns in melodic like a movie theme, almost. And with some slick little guitar fills, it goes in so many different places. I don't wonder that this one uh, made an impression on you. I mean, it really stays hard for a while and kind of batters you like a filet of fish, uh, really. 
And then it gets all proggy with the lead guitar, and then the end just drives off a cliff. It is a real adventure and a real uh, striking song. So good for uh, Etre, if that's what it is. Uh, terrific yeah. uh, terrific uh, entry here. Thank you. I mean, absolutely amazing. And I think it's super contemporary. It's super fresh. It's, I mean, it's one of the biggest um, bands right now is Spirit Box, and they sound very similar to them. It's a very fresh, new sort of sound it's so tight it's so structured there's so many layers there's so much emotion here and there's a longing in her voice that i really like it's not it's not a complicated voice it's like a very i don't know it's it's very heartfelt it's very emotional and i really like it and it lends depth to this already weighty and intense uh song and that guitar work and the drums it's crazy and that musical break it's giving me absolute fucking life. Oh, my God. And then the ending. Damn, it just, like he said, it just drives itself off a cliff. It just goes over and ends. And it does feel like you kind of end in like a in a spectacular but very, very incendiary fashion. You just, poof, it's over. And I just, I, this song and this band, I liked this band so much that I actually sent it to Bruce, and he loves this wow. band. And we are very, very picky, especially about our prog. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. Yeah, it is undeniably proggy enough to where you can't listen to it and not come, not label it that as well. As hard as it is, as symphonic as it is, and uh, melodic too. And I, I totally agree with the end. It's you. It goes off the cliff to the point where you feel like you're going to end up lying at the bottom of a pit in the blazing sun. And I'm okay with that. Torn and twisted at the foot of a burning bike if you happen to be on a bike. Well, know. I mean, if you happen to be on a bike, yeah. sure. But and amazing work. Absolutely. And I want to say for the benefit of the audience who can't see, although we might post a picture of it, that uh, I forgot to mention this earlier, that you look positively smashing pumpkin. <laughs> 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 That's a joke because she's wearing a smashing pumpkin shirt. Yeah, because yeah, I never look smashing. I come over here half dead looking, I'm sure. Yeah, because unless I can uh, get a joke out of it. You know? Yeah, unless you can get a joke out of it. Yes, I am wearing my smashing pumpkin shirt. We, we might have to post a picture of that. Might. Well, if we get one. Um, uh, I got one right here. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> you can find Itre. Um, on social media, Facebook in particular, at E-T-R-E-C-P-H, and you do not want to miss them. They are an absolute treat from Denmark, and we have lots more music from them. They submitted a ton of songs, so you will likely be hearing them again in the future, and they may even become... Uh, House band? Yes. <laughs> you know, and if, if something's rotten in the state of Denmark, it isn't them. You know? <laughs> no, it's not. So, from an amazing song to a feature, and for this this particular feature I am doing is called Upping the Annie. And for this feature, we discuss how style has impacted the selected artist or band positively or negatively, and does their style up the Annie, Auntie? Um, in this case, uh, we are going to, or at least I'm going to, and maybe you'll weigh in, talk about Jack White. Oh, see, I'm going to take this opportunity to rest. Yes, please. So, from that wild chin-length hair to his carefully gelled quaff, he is someone that is both daring and tuned into what is cool. Now, I don't know if he'd like that, but it's the truth. He does throwback better than anyone, but he does it with ice blue hair. So, his current do is that ice blue hair with a 50s throwback, but it feels modern, edgy, and necessary. Now, the peppermint stripes were a bit sticky and contrived for me, but hey, it worked. It was memorable. I literally cannot grab a free breath saver to enjoy <laughs> or a traditional candy cane without thinking of the style and the horrible drumming that was a huge part of the White Stripes. I may have found all of that a bit sticky and distracting, but it didn't take away from the music or its daring or defiant delivery. It def definitely did not. Today, 
the music is still defiant, fuzz-filled, angry, edgy, and utterly, utterly memorable. His style pushes him outside of the typical punk rock style made popular by the Ramones or Sex Pistols and has created a pseudo-rockabilly meets punk look. And I love it. I'm living for it. In fact, his style is as part of the raconteurs, if you remember that. I mean, he's yeah, gone through a lot. Was what seemed like a Bob Dylan throwback. He is also arguably, Bob Dylan, a style icon for different and likely unintended reasons. However, his style was smart, humble, yet buttoned up. And I really liked that about Bob Dylan. Now, the perfect fitting suits he's doing right now, again, with the candy, uh, the cotton candy hair, are a perfect visual representation of his thoughtful composition. Absolutely. His style continues to up the ante and has only been a distraction because of the ever-changing tempos of his early music. All of this talk about the old days makes me want to pop a peppermint or indulge in a fluffy cloud of blue cotton candy. I wonder why. Or sing with a barbershop quartet, perhaps. So the, <laughs> the I didn't get that. Striped, the striped pole thing. Yeah. You know. No, I didn't, didn't get, get that. that out Interesting, of it. no. no. Makes Although me want that's what he should do next. He's done just about everything else, you know. Uh, Jack White, yeah, I have not seen this blue cotton candy look yet. I have it's not. Amazing. But I mean, he is a he is a musical chameleon, and yeah, he keeps it raw because he fucking rocks, you know. And if anybody hasn't seen it, you'd be very interested to watch uh, the movie with the un- maddeningly difficult title to remember. Uh, it could get loud. This might get loud. What the hell is the name of it again? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something really stupid, so you can't remember exactly what it is. But just look up a movie with Jack White, The Edge of U2, and Jimmy Page. They made a movie together, just dudes sitting around playing guitar and talking and stuff, and it's interesting. Uh, he's uh, quite a character, very, very talented. And, I mean, it's certainly worth mentioning that there's a legitimate Bond tie here because he did a Bond theme with uh, Alicia Keys, no less. That's pretty unusual to... Independent artists like that. But what about his style? His style, well, I only remember him in, uh, visually, I haven't seen him that much to, to follow his change. Like I said, I've never seen this blue uh, cotton candy thing. I I do think that the style, the change of the style you do expect, um, hmm. some, you know, like the early days you expected something really outside the box and something uh, creative and something unapologetic and, you know, something like, yeah, we're defying all the conventions. We don't even have a bass player. And there are, we know a number of local bands who don't, who uh, do that. And so style-wise, I'm not that up on the various uh, uh, incarnations and epochs of Jack White as I am, say, David Bowie. But um, I think he always dresses to impress, always looks a certain way, and tries to sound it. And you expect something exciting and interesting, and that's what you get usually. So I would say... Uh, does it raise expectations? Does it up the ante? Probably, yeah. Only I think it works for him. So. Yeah, definitely. Doesn't distract or detract or take away from it. Other than you know, I can't again can't think of a breath saver sort of thing without that. Otherwise, small price to pay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think he definitely he continues to um, to bring it with not only the music but the style, and it always complements it. So Jack White ups the ante, and Annie, however you want to say it. So now that we've talked about Jack White and uh, his various, and he's got many more, I'm sure, projects, how about another uh, another submission, off theme, of course, by The Fallen Electric. The song is called Midnight Drive, and they are a Canadian band, alt-rock, and I think you're going to really like them. I love that name. I don't know why. It sticks with me. The Fallen Electric.
All right. Well, that was the Fallen Electric and Midnight Drive. Well, can we say they might be a little influenced by the edge? What do you think? A I'm bit? thinking, yeah. I'm thinking, yeah. It's funny because we were just talking about Jack White and he did that movie with the edge. Well, now we're getting an example of edge-like playing well, here. Well, I don't And no, there's nothing well wrong with that. Very welcome. And I I really love the harmonized vocals throughout. I think oh, yeah. they're a really great idea. It's super accessible, and I love that. But it's still hard, and it still um, kind of hits hard. It's like power alt-rock. It hits hard, and I love the breaks, where it breaks back down to give the song room to breathe. I really liked it all. And, you know, there are a couple of, of what I could have, you know, can be perceived as endings. And I like that they didn't end it. They came back. Yeah. And they broke it down more. I just really loved this song. I thought it was a great band. I was so happy that they submitted. And we have a lot more music from them, too, that they gave us. So we could be hearing a lot more from this Canadian band. Yeah, and it does definitely have a, a and, and that's a good thing, as we said, a U2 sort of a guitar uh, feel going, homage yeah. going in. But then it, it all of a sudden this killer punch comes in. Killer. The kind of thing that it's like, okay, that, that sets it apart right there. Right. It has all the hallmarks of... A lot of classic English, Irish, you know, British Isles type of pop, but it's less civilized. I mean, it's less polite. It, it's harder, so it really has a, a sort of a punk sense about it. Yeah. And um, the but middle break, pop. it's still pop. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's pop, great. punk, uh, all progressive kind of uh, the new age uh, U2 thing. It also has this, uh, the middle breaks, uh, you talked about the various breaks. That is one that's really like anthemic there yes. in the middle. And uh, then it goes back to this... Uh, you know the minimal, uh, the minimalist approach to it, the with the very heavy percussion and really lyrical bass. I mean, yes. it's uh, it's a tr- just a wonderful song, and I'm sure they did not pick the name Fallen Electric to uh, minimize the dangers presented by Fallen Electrical lines. No, no. So please do stay away from them. Yes, indeed. And please uh, stay with uh, Fallen uh, the Fallen Electric and songs like Midnight Drive. Absolutely, and you can find them on Facebook at the Fallen Electric. Well, these off-theme submissions are giving me life, but you know what actually gives, I think, our listeners a lot of life is this next feature. (laughs) Oh, I got to read the next feature. Okay. (laughs) Well, you know this one well. It's uh, the hell head-to-head thing called Various Songbirds. And for this feature, we name lines from songs and try to stump each other in a head-to-head battle. Well, the stumping is usually done to me, but that's Well, fine. we're hoping to change that tonight. We shall see. Well, I go first this time. So, are you ready? Uh, I'm going to try to be ready, yeah. Okay. We lose direction. No stone unturned. No tears to damn you when jealousy burns. The first couple lines sounds a little familiar. Let me think. We lose direction. Well, she said she was not going to uh, go the usual, uh, you know silver platter route. Right. I mean, she's taking the cotton balls now, mm-hmm. dipping them in water and leaving them overnight in the freezer. I am, yes. So that they're, they have a, a real sting to them. That's true. And uh, read this one again because I think I'm getting stung here. We lose direction. No stone unturned. No tears to damn you when jealousy burns. And I know those lines, if they were sung, I would know them, but I am temporarily stumped. We lose direction. No stone unturned. Oh, no, no. Oh. <laughs> and it's no sacrifice. <laughs> Might sound familiar because we listened to it like an hour ago. <laughs> All right. Well, well, that was, that was 
uh, both generous and cruel at the same time. Wasn't it? So a it little was, bit of both. Yeah. Best of both worlds. Now, you know what's interesting is the, the four I've selected, uh, they share a common <clears throat> thread. Oh, my. But it's not a theme or anything else. Okay. There's no way you would know it, and yet, as we will find out at the end... It's connected to you in a way. It is connected. You know, you Whoa. have a connection to it. So, all right, first up, we're going to go with this um, very famous line and hope you can get it. They burned down the gambling house. It died with an awful sound. Funky Claude was running in and out, pulling kids out of the ground. Sounds familiar. The rhythm, even, that you're saying it in sounds familiar. I'm not going to get this. All right, I'll just sing the first line, and you'll go, oh, of course. They burnt down the gambling house. It died with an awful sound. Funky clock was running in and out. Uh-oh. When it all was over, we had to find another place. Oh, no. Swiss time was running out. It seemed that we would lose the race. I got nothing. Smoke on the wall. Yeah, no, I don't have Sorry. that. Sorry. Oh, I thought that was like the most ubiquitous, overplayed, except I never get tired of it, song in rock history. I am sorry. I really thought that was going to be a cotton ball. Mm. Well, you think that because it'd be a cotton ball for you, but not necessarily for me, but that's okay. Well, if you've ever been near a radio in your life, you heard that song playing again and again and again. But that so. doesn't mean I know okay. the lyrics. All right. That's right. Well, what about this one? I tried. Well, then, well, the night was falling as the desert. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me try it again. I already got it. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, the desert night. <laughs> no, well, well, the, the night I, was falling as the desert world began to settle so. down. In the town, they're searching for us everywhere, but we will never be found. But we never will be found. And who's ser- among the search party? Why, it's Sailor Sam and the Jailer Man searching for the band on the run, Paul McCartney and Wing. All right, so that was a softball. That was a softball. Thank you very much yes. for that softball. And and I, I can't be completely cruel. Softball, and of course, I had a really, really hefty glove, and that was a, that was an easy catch, but um, didn't hurt at all. However, hopefully uh, now, now because of that last one, I have a feeling this is going to be tough too. And I wish it were not so, but I don't have time to look for another one, now do I? I see your hair is burning. Hills are filled with fire. If they say I never loved you, you know they are a liar. Now that sounds familiar. Okay. But I'm giving, we're doing lightning rounds, I'm trying to figure out. Driving down your freeways, midnight alleys roam. Nope, I'm going to admit defeat. Darn. I see your hair is burning. No? Mm Mm-mm. Oh, I really thought hills are filled with fire. L.A. Woman, I'm sorry, the door is L.A. Woman. No, oh. I don't know the lyrics. Oh, yeah. I know sorry, that. Sorry, sorry. No, that's a great one. Okay. I just don't know. I know these older songs. I just don't know the lyrics to the older songs. I know the chorus usually, but yeah, I don't this, know the lyrics. Those would have been good ones for uh, hummingbirds. Yes, yeah. I would have got those. Okay, what about this one? Oh, my love, you are so good. Treating me so cruel. There you go with your fancy lies, leaving me looking like a love-struck fool. <laughs> Isn't it dumbstruck fool? No, love-struck it says. Oh. There you go with your fancy lies, leaving me looking like a love-struck fool. Okay, I had that wrong these years. However, I do know it's Jive Talking by the Bee Gees. That's correct. Because they were like the thing in my house, and when they when they came out with that main course record, we were like, oh, shit. I know. Oh, so I lied. I, I didn't really give you hard ones. I gave you one that might have thrown you, which oh, it did. Oh, yeah, it did indeed. All right, now hopefully this one will not. Yeah, no. Okay. 
I, and you know what? Now that I read, I, I, I remember th- picking this one, thinking, "Uh oh, we did that one, didn't we?" Well, then if, if we might have done it already because mm-hmm. I don't keep track of these things. I don't either. Since you've gone, I've been lost without a trace. I dream at night; I can only see your face. Since She's, you've gone, I've been lost without a trace. trace. It's the police. It's the police. I'm seeing your face. I look around, but it's you I can't replace. Um, it's uh, every breath you take. Every breath you take. Thank you. You know what's really great? That came up recently, and I'm I'm one of those people who's like years behind the times. I'm just watching The Sopranos now for the first time. That came up in a scene. The FBI is like doing all the surveillance stuff, and they're playing that song. You know, I'll be watching you. I'll be mm-hmm. watching you because it's really <laughs> creepy. If you think about it as a a guy to a girl, it's creepy. But it's the all FBI, creepy. And they did this absolutely incredible mashup of that uh, "Every Breath You Take" and the Peter Gunn theme because mm. they had the same dun 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 dun. They had the same rhythm and they just blended them in and out of each other. Nice. It was so fucking cool. So at least I gave you a couple there. Well, that's a that's something. I like that. <clears throat> Baby, if you want to be my lover, you better take me home. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's a long, long way to paradise. I'm still on my own. Well, in the Garage Band days, I used to sing for some. Not that I could, uh, but I was somehow tapped to sing the Alice Cooper songs. We used to do that one. I just want you to know, gentlemen and ladies that are listening, that every single show I try to do songs I know he knows, and every time he gives me songs he knows. <laughs> <laughs> songs that I know, of course, because I'm not going to pick songs that don't know, but songs I know that I sincerely believe with all mm-hmm. purity and holiness that she knows as well. And mm. now I'm already, I know this is a wreck. I know this is not going to happen. Based on, if I was wrong about Smoke on the Water and L.A. Woman, I'm wrong about this one too, but I'll try. All right. All right, here we go. Um, I was drowned. I was washed up and left for dead. I know she's not going to get this one. I fell down to my feet and I saw they bled. Uh, etc., etc., etc. God, I gotta really go one more line, but it's all right now. In fact, it's a gas. <laughs> Jumping Jack Flash. <laughs> I mean, I had a silver platter that one, you know. Well, Jumping you did. Jack Flash, Rolling Stones. Hey, I mean, it was only a line, it's not the title, so it's fair game. I just happened to start in the verse. I was as for every breath you take. What was that thing they did? Was it for Biggie or something like that? Somebody made a song. Yes, it was uh, for Biggie. Jeez, I want to fucking ice pick my ears when I hear that. I'm sorry, that song should not be used that way. Uh, but anyway, so what they have in common is how? What could these four songs possibly have in common? Is they appeared as part of a polka medley called "Polkas on 45" by Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, he does these incredible polka medleys on every album, and that one, they all appeared as polka versions. And that's connected to me? Ah, and that's connected to you. She's like, that's the part I'm getting to, because they appear on an album called In 3D. Does that ring a bell? No. Weirdo Yankovic In 3D, which you gave me on vinyl. Oh, that's right. <laughs> See, the connection like, to you. I gave you something, now, didn't I? Now, the connection, of course, did not in any way make me think that she would know it from that, but those I just assume those are like... Universally known songs, so I tried once again hmm. and failed once again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, who? what will not fail us is the Utopiates and a song they have called Devolution or Devolution, however you say that. They're from London. They probably would say Devolution. And they are rock. So I know you like the name, but will you like the song? Let's take a listen and find out.
All right, Utopia, it's devolution, 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 however you want to say it, whatever. He says devolution in the song, at he least. He does, yeah. yes, he does, without an accent. <laughs> so what did you think of this song? Well, I mean, as you mentioned before, I love the name, Utopia. Oh, I mean, yeah. I love when fake words are invented by putting words together, like radiate, savant, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Utopia, Utopian, opiate, uh, Utopia and opiate. I mean, it's, a, it's very clever yes. and... Well, to me, because um, it probably sounds like it was influenced by later acts that I'm unfamiliar with because I was in a tar pit, uh, it's, it has uh, the hallmarks of like kind of a Duran Duran mashup with 70s Aerosmith. I mean, there is a, oh, there's a song structure to it that really has that drama of the, uh, that, middle, that early Aerosmith period. And uh, the, the lyrics thoughtful, and there's a really sweet, tasty guitar outro. And, you know, music uh, might not be a drug, but it does promote the... Uh, does stimulate the secretion of drugs in the system. <laughs> so uh, this is the kind of song that uh, is the utopiate. Uh, little the, dopamine. Yeah, little dopamine here from the utopiates. Uh, absolutely. Oh this is what highly recommended. Yeah, I, I, I'm just going to say bass player, nice bass man throughout. It's so solid, so good, so, so delicious. I loved it from the very, very like opening bit to the very end. And I really liked, there was like a phaser effect on the vocals, which I liked. It's very, very mild, and it's there, but it's, it's, it's very, very complimentary to the sound of the song. And those ooh moments where it just kind of, you know, breaks down a little bit, and you have those moments are great. It's so catchy. It's so dancey. It's upbeat. It certainly reminds me of several different acts, um, all acts that I like. But again, it's not because it's derivative. It's because it's reminiscent in one way or another or maybe has a nod to it. But I really, really liked this tune. And I'm really, really glad that we have the Utopiates uh, submit. And I do believe there's additional songs coming from them or that we have additional MP3s, one of the two. But you can find them on Facebook at The Utopiates. And let me spell that for you. That's The U-T-O-P-I-A-T-E-S. So... Very cool stuff. Now, I've taken it upon myself to do another feature, and this one is Strange Nest Fellows. And for this feature, we discuss strange collaborations and or duets. Now, this one is one for the ages. It is one of those what-the-fuck moments. I'll explain why it happened, but it's still not okay. <laughs> it's still not okay. It's not good, and it's nothing that I want to condone or to ever really happen again. Uh, and it hasn't since, but... Uh, for this one, it's Michael Bolton and Bob Dylan with a song called Steel Bars. And how did I miss that? It's missable. <laughs> so this song was written with Bob Dylan. Right around 1991, Bob Dylan decided he wanted to write a contemporary hit with a contemporary hit maker. Why? I have no idea. If you can be Bob Dylan, yeah, why? Yeah. I, I don't, whatever. So if you're going to do this, why would you do it with the King of Cheese? I mean, it's Michael Bolton. He's got, he was Ponytail Man. I can't. <laughs> this is Cheese Pop. Well, Bob Dylan's album sold around 300,000 copies, right? While Bolton's 1989 Soul Provider sold 6 million copies. So Bob Dylan, while obviously clearly a legend, Michael Bolton, not a legend. Yeah, he moved more stuff, but... If I wanted to, if I was going to be one of those, I would rather be Bob Dylan. But apparently, Bob Dylan wanted to see what it was like to put on the pop machine. Okay, for two days they toiled away in Bob's uh, Malibu mansion, and the result was this horrific and easily forgettable song called "Steel Bars." Now, 
this Nest fellow was strange for a million reasons. Why not do another collab with Tom Petty, like Jam and Me? Or George Harrison, I'd Have You Anytime? Or Willie Nelson, Heartland? Surely writing with legends that are more closely aligned with your musical legacy makes more sense, right? Well, I guess Dylan got what he wanted, a taste of the pop machine. What would it feel like to make part to be part of a record rather that sold six million copies? Well, I guess he found out. I can say that I'd rather be part of something that changed people as they heard it, that moved them in ways they didn't know imaginable and spoke to issues and circumstances beyond our control. I'd rather be Bob Dylan than Mikey Bolton any day. Well, Bob Dylan with a great singing voice anyway. Yeah, I was I was uh, saying, wow, that's an awful lot of tolerance for Dylan. But, I mean, she certainly recognizes the legend status of, of uh, the great man and his uh, ability. Well, I mean, to work with one or the other, assuming it wasn't a matter of eating or not eating, you know, no. I would uh, rather work with someone that I really admired. And that's the thing about being in the music scene, I've gotten to work with so many terrific artists. And uh, I'd rather work with somebody that I really was impressed by. And that moved me uh, than just somebody who people liked, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, but, uh, well, at least you got a piece of the action, I guess. So what we're going to do, though, is listen to Still Bars. So we'll be right back. Oh, and you know, I don't believe I've ever even actually heard it. Are you ready? All right. All right. All right. We're whooshing back in from the fiasco that is Still Bars. So how do you feel? I mean, I just I just totally made your life better, yes? Oh, yes. I am uh, I was so uh, so elevated by that. I yeah. was so, it was just lifted me up where I belonged. Didn't you know? it? No, actually, it was pretty damn regrettable. It was um, I have a really hard time Bob Dylan was associated with that, but I was thinking, okay, if you really stripped it down, totally dialed the tempo way down, and just finger-picked it on acoustic guitar, I can sort of see the chorus. I can't. Maybe, no. or the verse, I don't know. But, I, I, uh, I think he... It's a tough one. I mean, it's... Yeah. Uh, it's like making a polka. That's like Al Yankovic making a polka out of some, uh, you know, some grunge thing or you know, Limp Biscuit or whatever. It just sounds like is nothing like it was intent. The Dil- anything Dylan would write is what I mean. Uh, as great a songwriter as he is, and uh, he rocks and rolls and does all kinds of beautiful things, but there's no way in hell that uh, sounds like him to me. And I didn't particularly care for it. No, and it, it gets really, really awful. When the choir part comes, oh, <laughs> that was like, no, stop, stop. There's a time for a choir. That was not it. Like a prayer. That's a time That's for a, a choir. That's a good time for a choir. This was no time at all, yeah, especially not with those lyrics. And I love the fill your hands inside my soul. You're holding on and you won't let go. Are you kidding me? I wrote that when I was in like high school, that kind of crap. But um, fill your haunting ways like chains around my heart. They still remain. Yeah, I just can't. I, I feel a hand around my guts yeah. <laughs> squeezing it so that everything comes up. <laughs> That's right. So that is a strange nest fellow, to say the least. To say. Absolutely. Well, let's go from from bad collaborations to great bands. And Neon Fields is one that is going to rock your world. They are atmospheric synth and dark and also melancholic. Now, this song is called Meant to Be. And they are from Southwest UK. And I really think you're going to like this one. And uh, they sent us some more stuff today. So I feel house bands um, on the rise (laughs) soon. Because some of these are just the most amazing bands. So we're going to listen to Neon Fields. That's the safest course. Did you know that you gave me There was meaning 
So that was meant to be by Neon Fields. I have very strong feelings about this song, so I don't know if I should go first. Uh, yes, I think you should. His voice is beautiful. It's gut-wrenching. It's longing. It's almost begging to be loved. It absolutely broke my heart. The synths. Hello. This is amazing stuff. I can hear this on mainstream radio. It's got everything it needs to take this band to superstar status not that they aren't already there but it's just amazing i think everything from the vocals 
to, you know, the construction of the song, the feel, the tempo, everything. It's got everything it needs really to to really take this band to the next level. I am really impressed with them. In fact, I requested additional tracks from them, and I received those today as well. Neon, Neon Fields is just... I was really impressed, and I listened to uh, several more of their songs and equally as impressed with each one. This is a power trio. Power trio. Amazing what three people can do. As you know, sometimes it's amazing what two people can do. But this is three people who are actually doing amazing things. And right now they only have 919 followers. Holy mackerel. People, get out there and like this band. Um, I think that they're going to go places. Yeah, the opening verses uh, were kind of ethereal, and that was great. But then, the, you know, as the instrumentation swells, so does the uh, the depth of the harmonies, and so does the just the solid rock foundation it lays down, and um, it gets more and more poignant too as it goes. Uh, you know, it's one of those songs that at the first listen, you know, it's going to tighten its hold on you every time you hear it after that. Oh yeah. Uh, and the key, uh, I, I was very impressed and very surprised to find out it was a trio because the keyboards shine in this band uh, as they do in few that we hear. I mean, it really is a, a very uh, wonderfully keyboard-centered band, and uh, it's really strong, uh, and that's not common, and I really loved it. I really loved it, absolutely. And you can find Neon Fields on Facebook at Neon Fields Band. Well, all right, that takes us to our next feature, which is something you're going to share with the folks, as you call it, peeps, as I call them. That's right, folks. This one's an oldie but a goodie and a constant in an ever-changing world. Hell yes or hell no, the results. The feature where we solicit your opinions and we consider bands and determine if we're in or out for them, and we ask you to weigh in. We want to know what you think, and in this instance, the question before us was Judas Priest, and uh, the uh, there's this was a landslide, of, uh, not surprisingly, for the priest. Uh, 100% said hell yes, and nobody, nobody was um, insane, and everybody yeah. answered correctly uh, on this one. I what I love about Judas Priest is it is good, you know, it's it's joyful hard rock. It really is. It's a it's just a beautiful thing to hear, even when it's dark and everything. It's just a be- they make a beautiful sound. Great guitarist uh, Tipton and Downing, uh, Halford, great singer, and they have a sense of melody. I mean, they there's a there's a pop sensibility to a lot of their stuff. You find yourself singing it, you know, living after midnight. You know, I mean, they've got a number of those songs that are like that. Oh yeah, and uh, their stuff is very catchy. And then I only recently stumbled across the. Uh, not stumbled across. I decided I'd get uh, join the real world and listen to and uh, purchase uh, Judas Priest uh, Unleashed in the East, which oh. Bruce was like, "Oh my God, really?" You know, hello, you just got uh, that. <laughs> uh, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, not like the poppy type stuff. But everything they do is interesting, including their choice of covers. I mean, Joan Baez and Fleetwood Mac. I mean, that's interesting for a self-proclaimed. I'm very loath to slap the label heavy metal on anybody. But uh, if they own it like Judas Priest does, then great. They slap it on themselves. They they slap it on themselves. They wear it. It's a badge of honor. Heavy metal, and they pick uh, Joan Baez and uh, Fleetwood Mac. I love that, and their stuff is uh, is just great. And uh, still going, still going. God bless them. Yeah, I think one of my favorite things is they're consistent, and of course, another favorite thing is that Rob Halford can sing. Oh yeah, he can fucking sing. He looks the part. He is the part. I feel like he's part of what created this metal look, you know, and I really, really, really love it. And it's a great band. I mean, it's a it's a party band. It's a kick ass band. 
You know, it's something that I'm always open to hear. Now, there are some cheesy bits to this band, but I think, you know, you got to take a little of the cheese. I mean, bands born in the 70s and like 80s, like late 70s and 80s, sometimes if they're metal, they can be some, there's some cheese. Yeah, and I, I've used that in some of my songs, that 80s style cheese, because it definitely was. Yeah. And Priest certainly wasn't exempt. I imagine you're not a big fan of like Breaking the Law, for example. Yeah, no. No, yeah. No. I mean, it's adorable, yeah. but I don't think you want me to call your metal adorable. No, but so, I but I dug it anyway. Yeah, I mean it's fine. Right. It's fine. You know, it's very. You know, th- there's a reason Beavis and Butthead use it as their anthem. <laughs> okay, so I'm just saying. But I mean, the cheese aside, they're a rock solid band. Oh, they're yeah, amazing yeah. at what they do. I still love his vocals. I feel like there's a lot of bands that came after them that were trying to copy the styles of the vocals, trying to copy the sound. And there is just one priest and. I'm really pleased to see that nobody was really kind of shitting on it because sometimes you get a bunch of naysayers who are like, oh, priests sucks, they're posers. No, no, no. People that came after priests may be posers, no. but priests are not posers. So, But nobody did any of that. Everyone was smart and said the right thing and did the right no, thing. No chuds voting? No, 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 not that I'm aware of. But yes, so 100%, man, for no, the Priest. No, no Grinches. No, no Grinches. No Grinches. And honestly, talk about cred, okay? Priest, Seriously. Pat Boone even covered Priest, okay? Oh, the same In a Metal Mood album, he did uh, You Got Another Thing Coming, which is another great example of the, the absolute singability and, you know, just great jubilant fun that's in some Judas Priest songs, like uh, You Got Another Thing Coming. So, uh, yeah, they are, they're awesome. Yeah, I, the Pat Boone thing will never die, apparently. But because that one album, he did that one fucking album... And he gets brought up in like ninety percent of our shows. That's a legitimate tie, right there. Uh, we, you know, what's good is we could break same, ties. Same as the Bond tie we, we had could before. Break the yep. tie yep. to Boone, <laughs> poor Boone. Um, but no, anyway, I, I do love that he covered that, and and yeah, I mean, I think you could, you know, cover those songs in many different ways. But you know what? There's going to be nothing like the OG, the original. So Judas Priest, hell yeah, from everybody. Well. You're going to say hell yeah to the next act, which is The Noble Kind, with a song called Young Today. They're from New York. Hey. They're from New York. Hey. And they are indie folk. And so this is going to be quite a change from what we've heard tonight. But another really great band that's submitted. So here's The Noble Kind. I feel there's something wrong Just can't put my finger on it I've been here before And I have to be honest Oh, I can't we Just get out of here There's a whole world to be seen I don't wanna keep dreaming When it's just in arm's reach For now I'll keep singing Oh, why can't we just get out of here Oh, I'm feeling young 
Better get out while you're Work it down to the bone But at the end you'll get a home Oh, why can't we just get out of The years they pass on by The more you try and stop them Best to let them go on Just remember the good ones Oh, why can't we just get out of here? Oh, I'm feeling young Okay, that was Young Today by The Noble Kind. (sighs) Well, this starts off with that beautiful acoustic guitar, I can't even, and then this sweet, innocent, and just beautiful voice of this guy. I just, I really love that pure sound. It's so pure, and it's so sweet. Um, And the strings, when the strings came in, it totally took the song to the next level and gave it life, a whole new life. And then the banjo kicked in. And when that banjo kicked in, I got the biggest smile on my face because there it was. I I wanted it. I needed it. And then it showed up. But this is just amazingly beautiful music by, so far, a little-known band. But I don't think they will be little-known for long. But the noble kind, what did you think? Well, dang, Nabbit, not if we have anything to say about it. That's right. (laughs) Well, um, well, uh, if I were sitting here crossing off... Things that you said that I was going to say, it'd be like, it'd be nothing <laughs> that. but that's how it goes because these are, you know, they make these very strong impressions. Yes. The gorgeous picked acoustic, there's just Come nothing on. like that as an intro. And as you said, the vocal, the idealism, I wrote down the idealism, yes. the, uh, the youthful uh, passion, the yes. optimism is, is really infectious. Young today. Young, yeah, I, I was going to mention that, the title. The title, two words, conveys the, uh, the whole thing and, and the strings. I had to mention the strings too. Uh, but when then it get, it goes bluegrass and it has it that banjo, does. it becomes like the absolute best Americana folk ever. Ever, and uh, it's just a killer tune. And we uh, this is the kind of thing we'd really like to hear more of. Absolutely, and I I think you know the good news is is when people reach out to us and say, well, what are the genres you accept? We accept all genres. So. If you have a genre that we haven't heard of. (laughs) A little asterisk there. No, we accept all of them, and we listen to all of them. Every single submission that is sent, I listen to. That we can vouch for. And, um, you know, there's a lot of competition. You know, there's a lot of people sending in music. So it doesn't mean if you don't get on the show that your music wasn't great. It just means that somebody else 
got a spot. That doesn't mean that you won't in the future, but continue to send your music in. You can find The Noble Kind on Facebook at The Noble Kind. That's the N-O-B-L-E-K-I-N-D. Wow. Well, after a night of amazing, or morning, of amazing music and fun features, now I'm going to tell you what the new theme is. Well, you know what the new theme is? We're still staying off theme. So off theme submissions, volume two, you sent them, we're going to play them. So, you know, I don't want you to think, well, I'm sending you all this music and you're not playing it. Well, you know what? We're going to play it. So I wanted to go ahead and thank the core rock and metal. Um, And they are an amazing supporter of music. And uh, Steve Jackson and Mandy Cakes, I want to just reach out to you and tell you thank you so much for sending us all these amazing indie artists. The way we found them is they featured Ascent, and that's how we found out about them. I don't know how they found our music. I don't care. I appreciate that they featured us. I started to follow them, and then I noticed that they have new bands all the time, and I said, hey, if you have bands who want airplay, send them to me, and we get lots of people from them. So thank you so much for entrusting these amazing indie artists to us. We will take good care of them and continue to lift them up and put them on the air so people can hear So thanks again to The Core Rock and Metal. And you can find them on Instagram at The Core Rock and Metal. I'm sorry. Did you say cakes? Cakes. Cakes. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mandy Cakes. <laughs> That's a, Mandy Cakes. Yes. That, that is a name for the ages. Okay. These so. two people have a passion for unsigned, independent rock, hard rock, and metal bands. Wow. So love them. They're amazing. Thank you so much. So the slap heard around the world. Let's talk about that for a second. So in this 60-second time frame, I'm going to give you a State of the Union for music of any time, any genre, blah, blah, blah. So we're talking about that slap that happened at the Oscars. Now, I can talk about this on this show because it's Will Smith, and Will Smith was first and foremost an artist that created amazing rap music and poppy rap music. So unfortunately, emotions ran high, and we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but the Oscars are forever changed because somebody walked up on stage and hit somebody else. Unfortunately... He, um, I think, acted in a very uh, unfortunate way, and Chris Rock handled it like an amazing professional. And uh, I do think it's going to change the Oscars forever, but you know what? I think we can get past it and move forward, and may Will Smith fix himself, and may Chris Rock continue to rock. Chris Rock, total pro. Will Smith, that night at least, total punk. Uh, Mm -hmm. Terrible thing. But, I mean, we cannot... Overlook the fact that you mentioned musicians. First and foremost, Will Big Willie Style was a musician, and I'm sorry, people don't think he's legit anymore than they think MC Hammer or Vanilla Ice, but his music blows this dog shit we're listening to today away. I mean, he was great, and he's a fantastic actor. I don't know, his mind is messed up, and uh, he should uh, obviously he has to have consequences for that, but uh, I agree. It was a terrible, terrible shock, all wrong on his part, no defense. This will be a redemption story. Yes, it will. It will be a redemption story. And, and I just love those. Yes, yeah, so we're going to move past this eventually. Right now, it's still raw. It wasn't the right thing to do. But at the end of the day, we will move on and forgiveness will prevail and everything is going to be better than it was before for various reasons. So anyway, that's what we have to say on that that topic more or less. Well, in this world of ours, there are puppies, there are blankets. Mm. And at the end of the show, always, the twain shall meet. And uh, unless your memory is shorter and worse than mine, you know what twain means because we just covered that. Okay. (laughs) All right. And uh, so we're going to wrap that puppy up in a neat little blanket. And coming up, winging it... 
Enjoy this short show that covers one topic. No music, no features, none of that rubbish. Just mainstream music chat, opinions, and uproarious laughter as we decree it. Uh, we will offer entertainment every single week if you subscribe to our feed at both on air, B-O-A-F, Birds of a Feather, on air, dot podbean, dot com, and subscribe or uh, listen on your favorite platform. Follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at B-O-A-F on air. We kept it simple for you. B-O-A-F on air, both on air. Uh, we want to grow our flock. I mean, uh, I think you can understand, okay? Of course. Uh, we need your help with that, though. So please, share us on your... Didn't we just say this? No. <laughs> follow. No, that was follow us. Sorry. <laughs> share us. Okay. Follow us and share us, too. Well, we hate to ask that much, but, you know, uh, won't be hard. Nothing's hard these days or nobody would do it. You know? uh, please share us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, etc. Feeds. Show we avoid some of that love. And I guess that only leaves for you to say... Let's get the flock out of here. <laughs> This has been Birds of a Feather on What the Flock Radio.